Hey guys, I'm Jenny. And I'm Wendy. We're sisters, business partners, and your hosts of Pure Motherhood Uncensored. A podcast for real talk on all things motherhood. Where we will talk pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and share stories about raising kids, our upbringing, relationships, and of course, business. On this podcast, we're totally unfiltered. We don't hold anything back. Some episodes might not be safe for the little ears. So if you're easily triggered, this might not be for you because we are not your traditional motherhood brand. Listen in if you like real and raw conversations and are open-minded. Follow along as we pioneer a new era of motherhood. It's time to shift the paradigm of what traditional motherhood looks like. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. We are back for episode three. We made it. Here we are. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about that stat that um, the average podcaster does seven episodes before they give up. So, um, yeah, we're still holding strong. This is episode three. <laughs> we're almost there. Almost there. Halfway there. Yeah, but we have a whole bunch of content and so many episode ideas. I don't think we'll have a problem with that unless <laughs> something happens, but <laughs> we got a lot to say. We do. <laughs> so we are going to try and I don't know if we already said this before, but we're going to try and keep these short and sweet. When I say try, we will try our best because we don't know. A lot of this is a little bit. A lot of this is a little bit. A lot of this is off the cuff. We do have like notes because we're like, we have to hit certain things, but we kind of just talk and so could get a little long winded. But our hope is to bring this to like a 25, 30 minute thing so that, you know, I think I feel like anything after that, you get annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely do not have the um, mental capacity to anytime I see something that it's like an hour, I'm like, no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not even going to start it. Yeah. It's like a mental thing. Like when you look at a podcast and you look at the time and you're like, no, I'm not even, but those podcasts that are like 25, 30 minutes, I'm like, yes. And and you know, what's funny. Don't get me wrong. I will listen to a three hour long Joe Rogan podcast, (laughs) (laughs) like on like spaceships and something random. But then if it's like a hour long of like somebody else, I'm like, no, I don't, I I just don't have the time. (laughs) It's not the time who you like, I guess. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, so we're going to try and keep this short and sweet, but um, we're super excited about today's um, episode because um, we have been, um, I don't know, wanting to do this episode for a while, talking about this, just like so many things that are kind of like related to this and then like the rebirth of our, of our business and um, the rebrand of just like so many things that it's just like such a perfect episode number three. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's all kind of happened so perfectly. Cause I know we, mm-hmm. we said from the beginning that we wanted to start this part podcast for a long time, for over a year. Um, and the way that it kind of happened was so perfectly timed um, because we're rolling out our rebrand. And like, if you follow us on social media, you've been seeing some like behind the scenes and some pictures and stuff like that. And, um, and then we have these episodes coming out kind of talking about who we are. So it's kind of like a full rebirth, you know? Oh yeah. So, yeah. Cause if you, yeah. Follow every single thing of ours, you'll kind of see like the, uh, the pattern and like mm-hmm. the trends, you know, we're going through, we just did a amazing photo shoot on Sunday. That was totally next level, us, uh, something we would have never done like a year or two ago. Um, you know, and like I said, in like a post, you know, entrepreneurship and motherhood brings you to a whole nother level of confidence mm-hmm. that, you know, you just didn't even know you had it within you. So, and it's funny because even, um, the, um, branding agency that we're working with, um, shout out to Halcon marketing. Um, they were saying that like from the stuff that we've been posting lately, they said well, they couldn't <laughs> think of words. Remember? <laughs> they yeah. said they couldn't think of words, just sound effects like, rawr, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'll take it. I'll take a rawr. You rawr. Know? Yeah. But, they were just yes. like fierce and yes. bold and like, they were just using 
words and they were like, we don't know how to put it in a sentence, but that's literally what, what we feel. Cause we just got our back, our logo design. Um, and you guys, oh my God, you don't even understand how they made it very difficult because they did such a good job, but, um, yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah. And we can't wait to share everything with you. Um, we actually just picked like a kind of informal launch date of our rebirth is April 11th. So I kind of just put that out there now. So now we're held to it. (laughs) So stay tuned and give us grace if that doesn't happen. Yeah. If that doesn't happen. Yeah. Cause we have, um, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We had the, the photo shoot, which is all a part, all a part of, you know, up, us getting a, a new website and just new pictures for social media periods. Just like, just we're totally different people, you know, than what we were two years ago. So we're just kind of updating everything. Um, and then, yeah, so just lots of things are happening, the launch, and we're actually going to do an in-person launch um, thing too, probably. And again, don't hold us to it. Um, but we're hoping to do something like that. I, I don't remember what we said it end of April, May, I don't know, but if you're in person, end of April, yeah. If you're like in central Florida, um, that's where you want to come and hang out with us and celebrate with us, reach out. Yep. Yeah. So today's episode, I don't know the official name. Is it changing the paradigm on what a motherhood brand looks like? Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. You'll see, I mean, hopefully that's what the cover says. If not, <laughs> it's somewhere around there. That's what that it'll is the, be. That is the topic. Yeah. The yes. idea of it. Yes. And, um, you know, basically like what we see today, what motherhood brands are, how they are portrayed and, yeah. um, and what we've experienced ourselves in yeah. our own when we became mothers and had to kind of, um, you know, be not associated, but like, as we started kind of looking for resources, like what motherhood brands look like out in the market and in the industry. And so, um, our goal is kind of, is to shift that, um, uh, what a traditional motherhood, quote unquote, motherhood brand looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And so we wanted to kind of just get into like what we see, um, out there and then why, you know, we're a little, we're a little different. Um, Mm -hmm. and we know that we are different and we've hid that, I think part of our, of of us, because we just felt like we would be judged and Mm -hmm. that's not what a motherhood brand looks like. You have to have Mm -hmm. sweet, soft colors and you have to look the certain way you have to do that. And you know, what we have learned in business is being unique is, is everything. That's what you're, that's the goal basically. Yeah. And I, we know that our people are out there, um, because they share our stuff and they laugh <laughs> with us. Um, like Jenna just to do like long reel yesterday about like feeling like she's in, it was a funny reel about feeling like she was in prison in her house and like, um, her kid in the background saying, mom, you're not in prison. This is our house. And it's kind of like, if you don't find that funny, then you're not our people, no, but it's fine. Friends. It's all yeah. good. Cause we're going to keep laughing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so let's get into kind of what we see out there, like kind of on the business side, when we were looking at, you know, um, these brands and also just like, like Wendy said, what we've experienced ourselves. So, um, you know, one of the things that is very, um, I guess, I don't know what the word is, but just prevalent, prevalent. That was the word, um, amongst a lot of motherhood brands out there is this whole idea of sugar coating motherhood and sugar coating, um, you know, like just the motherhood experience in in general. Mm -hmm. And for a very long time, we felt like we were, and we still do, let's be honest. There's still certain things that we're like, should we be sharing this? You know? Um, but it's this whole idea that motherhood is beautiful and amazing all the time. And if you say that it isn't, you don't love your kids. Yeah. That's literally what it feels like. It's so black and white. It's like, oh my God, you don't like to be a mom. Then why would you even become a mom? Like, how dare you say something negative about your child? Yeah. And it's like little angels. And it's like, not all the time. 
Yeah, both can be true at the same time. You can love motherhood and also not like your kids, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, totally. Um, and I feel like um, it's such a, like a balancing act because you don't, it, I, at the end of the day, like we wish we all had that mentality of like, I don't care what people think about me. That's the goal, right? But, you know, we are human and- we don't want to be judged, especially for our mother. Like you don't want to feel like a quote, like a bad mom. You know what I mean? Um, and so it, there is that fine line when you kind of enter into to motherhood, like where, where do I fall? Like, where do I sit? You know, um, with these moms that are like, it's all good. And it's like rose colored. They look, basically look at things through rose colored glasses all the time. And it's just, I just feel like that's unrealistic and it's unfair um, and it does such a disservice to like mothers and motherhood because we're going through real life experiences. And even in your own home life, you know, it's not even in your with your marriage or your relationship or whatever. It's not good all the time. Mm -hmm. And so like if you share the, um, you know, when it's not as good, it makes somebody else feel like, oh, OK, I'm not alone in this. And that's kind of where we come from. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's, I feel like a lot of, we see on, on YouTube too. Remember mm -hmm. who was I saying? We were talking about um, these families that our kids watch and I'm like, damn it. I wish they would just show the tantrums. Mm -hmm. I wish they would show the parents arguing because what happens mm -hmm. is then our kids think that their life is perfect. Why is our life, you know, like this, you know, cause they're just, you know, when they're kids, they're black and white thinkers. So, yeah. And I do think that now um, it's becoming a little bit more um, common to see the real deal. And like, there's a lot of influencers now that are starting to show yeah. um, that, like there was like a trend of showing your house messy, um, you know, and saying that Instagram isn't real. Um, so I feel like little things like that are starting to pop up more, but it doesn't come at the expense of these perfect mom. Well, they want to look like they're perfect moms that come and like talk shit about it. You know what I mean? And make comments about it. And like, you shouldn't say this about your kid or whatever. And it's like to each their own, but um, that's just not the way that we plan to do it at pure motherhood. So yeah. if that's what you're looking for, you're not going to find not it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like the other thing that, um, you know, that I see, and this was actually a very touchy word or two words, I guess. Um, Wendy and I used to have a, a Facebook group and remember this? I posted oh, yeah. this, yeah, the word super mom. And <sighs> I was like, something like, I don't remember what it was that I said, but something like, you don't get a trophy for being a super mom, something like that. I'm not sure the exact words. Um, and whoo, that was triggering to some people, one person in particular, um, you know, and I went back and forth with her and I'm like, clearly you are not our people. So you were in the wrong group, girl. <laughs> <laughs> misunderstood. She probably misunderstood what I was saying, but probably didn't e misunderstand either part of it. And I was just like, well, you yeah. can't argue with me, girl, because we're not going to agree. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is, I mean, there's, there's some women and some moms that they are, um, their trophy is doing it all. And it's like, Hey, good for you. Um, I wish you well. Um, but you know, we don't feel that, that, that is necessary, um, to have like a, a thriving home life and to love your children and to feel like a, you know, um, like a, a present accomplished mother is to do it all, you know, and like that, um, you know, be, being that super mom that like, does all of the, you know, um, the play dates and activities and make special lunches that with the little heart shaped cutout sandwiches and you're doing the Pinterest parties and you're doing like all of the things. It just gives such a like um, it, it makes all us, us regular moms yeah. that don't do all those things like shit. You know, is that what I'm supposed to and keep the baseboards clean and make sure that the dog doesn't run off like and have sex with my husband? Yeah, like yeah. too many, too many things on the to do list. Um, and it's hard, I think, when you it kind of like I feel like comes down a little bit to like your personality as a mom. Cause listen, we all have mom guilt, we all have like 
feelings of not enoughness. Um, but I do think sometimes you, when you become a little bit more confident in who you are and who you are as a, as a mom and stuff like that, like some of those things, like I, like, for example, I don't know, a couple of years ago, something like this would have bothered me. Whereas it didn't bother me today. Like, you know, I have two kids. And so, um, my youngest, like had to do a, um, a project. And I noticed that all the moms were helping out to make it look all perfect. And I was like, I let his ass do it himself because I ain't got time. I had the, I had to help my oldest with his homework. I was like, Jameson, you're going to do this project by yourself. And plus it doesn't need to be looking all perfect. And when I got there, I looked at everyone. I was like, Oh God, you know, a couple of years ago, <laughs> I would have been like, Oh, shit, I should have helped him. We should have gotten, we should have gone to target and gotten all these things or whatever. And I was just like, I felt perfectly fine. I think some of it has to do with just growing into, you know, things a little bit more and being a little bit more confident. And yeah. And that just, that, yeah, that just, that reminds me of the spirit week uh, conversation yes. where like, <laughs> I totally missed like every day of Dr. Seuss week. Cause I'm like, I don't have time. I don't have the energy to go and like search for a costume for each day for multiple. Cause now schools have not, cause when I was in school, we had one spirit week. Now these schools have like three and it's like, I'm sorry. No, I, I saw like a mom online that she did like she painted 100 lightsabers on her kid's t-shirt for the 100 days. I'm like, that is wonderful. Like, I love that there are moms that are out there like that, but um, it's just, it, don't feel bad if that's not you. And if that's not yeah. in your wheelhouse, if you're not a crafty mom, don't feel don't bad. If be you're a crafty not a mom. mom, yeah, don't feel bad. Like, and if, if that's not you and you fall short in some of these things, then this is where you belong with us because, um, we don't want like to put off the sense that, um, in order to be a gr good mom, you have to be a martyr and you have to like, um, lose yourself, like lose yourself or, um, you know, basically like sacrifice yourself to do it all. Like, no, just, I didn't do spirit week. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. And I let go of that idea of being that type of mom, whatever it is for you. And my friend, Tiffany, shout out to Tiffany Roman, um, the intentional mama. Um, she said something like she is that crafty mom. She is that mom that man, my kids even look up to her. Cause I'm like, damn, she'd be throwing these ill ass parties, um, all these details. And like, I told her, I was like, I feel bad because my oldest is very into details and parties and he wants to have a party for everything. And I'm not that kind of mom. And I used to try and try and try. And it just always felt so off. I'm like, but that's not me. That's not me. And finally, she was like, that's why you have mom friends that are like that. Bring them to my parties. You don't have to be that mom, you know, to live up to mm. for your kids. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for saying yeah. that. And that's like part of the whole, the village is missing is like, not every mom should do everything and is good at everything. You know, I'm more of like, I will have dance party kind of mom and I can be a little crafty, but then, you know, like I have my faults in other areas too. And so it's like, but we'll go to Tiffany's parties because that hot cocoa <laughs> party that she did was like awesome fire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so don't feel like you have to be a super mom. And if you, and if that's you, then we're your people. Um, that's definitely the current climate part of that. And then like the other one, um, is like, it, it kind of, kind of goes in line with like the sugar coating and all of that is like the, just hang in there. It'll all be over mentality. Um, you know, where you're just like it, it in, don't get me wrong. Like I feel, I do feel that way about certain things. And I talked about it on the last podcast that I rocked my son to sleep until he went, started going to sleep on his own. I think it was for like, I don't know, a year or something, um, that I rocked him to sleep. And so it's like, um, uh, you know, that mentality of like, especially when it comes to postpartum, you see this a lot where it's just like, you hey, don't, it won't last forever. Instead of giving women 
actual advice and tips <laughs> on how to overcome it. And it's like, just hang on. It won't be like this forever. And it's like, no, 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 let's, let's, I need some things to do. How can I overcome this? What can I do? Give me some tips. Give me like, I, I don't want to just sit there and just like, I want to be, I, I want to feel me. And so like that whole, just hang in there. It's not, it's not a helpful. good feeling. And it helpful. might be to some, yeah. it's not helpful. Yeah. yeah. It might be to some moms, um, like that mentality. I saw a post the other day where, um, she was just like, you know, she didn't do any routines, any schedules, any, anything like that. And I, I, I totally get it. That works for, that works for some, but it doesn't work for all. And so like the whole, like the, the, what is it? The days are, the days are long, but the years are short, which is true. Yeah. Um, when you kind of look back when your kids are getting older, um, yes, that is true, but don't use, but we can't use that as like a, an excuse to not give moms actual help. Yeah. Yeah. One of the worst things I hear when people say, um, like basically, um, you know, your kids are only little ones so enjoy it. I literally want to stab someone in the throat when I hear that. (laughs) Like, I don't think some, they have said it to me, but when I see in mom groups, that's the advice that you get. And I get it and I don't get it at the same time, but it's it's back to like, it's so unhelpful and it's so um, like dismissive, I guess. It's like, no, I fucking feel like shit and I hate this shit. And I hate these kids right now. Why can't that be true? Why? So now I have to feel bad and guilty for not enjoying it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's not helpful. Again, sometimes people say things without the intention of it, you know, coming off a certain way. I don't think anyone's like, well, not anyone. I don't think most people are not intentionally wanting to make you feel bad. But just FYI, it does make people feel bad. Yeah. 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 And so, um, the last thing that I actually kind of just thought of, you know, again, a lot of this stuff is off the cuff is a lot of these brands that I see out there or moms in general, it's the whole, like, um, you have to look a certain way. Um, and that has been really, really eye-opening for us because if mm-hmm. you've heard our other episodes, we thought we had to look a certain way to be taken kind of serious in this motherhood industry and space, like as a business, like you have to have, um, you know, the, the flowers and the colors and the softness, and you have to say things a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. Um, that took a very long time. If you go on our Instagram right now (laughs) in the reel that we just posted, like, I don't know, two days ago or something like that, like a transformation, um, of when we did our photo shoot, like, again, we would never have done that like a year or two ago, because it's like, well, that's not what a motherhood brand looks like. Those are not the colors that they choose. And also like moms wear crop tops Mm -hmm. and moms wear, um, they, they, like, I can't even think of other things right now, but, um, Two-piece bikinis. Two-piece bikinis, exactly. Like, and 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 also this is coming from I don't wear two-piece bikinis. <laughs> I, you know, I do not wear crop tops, but that's you know, Wendy does. And that's just the whole fully expressing yourself and who you are. And it's you know, oh, moms shouldn't wear that. You know, that irks me. And again, this is that mm-hmm. I don't even wear that, but it, it irks me when people say something yeah. like that. Or even like um, the makeup or the I, I like the women who, um, you know, frown on like, oh, put, you know, I don't I don't you don't have time for that or or whatever. And it's like, but I like makeup. So, you know what? I'm going to make time to put that on my face because I like it and it makes me feel good. And, um, you know, the current I, the current motherhood kind of industry and it is more of like those moms that dress that certain way, they're trying to act like they don't have kids or, you know what I mean? Like there's mothers are supposed to look motherly. Yes. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I just think it's, um, it's just, it's silly. And I feel like mothers, you know, can, should look 
the way that they want, they want to dress how they want to dress. And that makes them feel comfortable. And I know for me personally, I had, you know, kind of like a revelation about it. Cause I had, I wanted to wear crop tops so bad. And I was like, but I was so self-conscious about it because of many things. Um, and honestly, I, I will just be honest. Um, a lot of it came down to like Christianity and kind of like how that was ingrained in me when I first became a Christian, you know, 14 or 15 years ago, whatever it was now, 14 years ago. Um, so I was like very self-conscious about that. And now I'm like, I'm not supposed to look sexy as a mom, like, and as a Christian and, um, you know, like, that's not how you're supposed to look. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is how I want to look. And this is how I feel good. And when I put on a crop top with my jeans, I feel great. And so, and that's how I should feel, you know, it shouldn't be like thinking about what other people are going to think or say, um, it's just what I, what feels good in my own skin. And so it's taken a lot of time to get there, but that's kind of something that I hope changes. And I hope we lead the change in um, shifting that. Yeah. Cause like one of the things we always say is just because you're a mom, doesn't mean you're not a human being, like you're a human being first. Um, before you became a mom, who were you? Um, that doesn't mean that you, that needs to change. If it, if you want it to change, that's perfectly fine too. Um, but that's the whole, like, um, I I feel like people forget and that happened a lot. Like in corporate America, you have to kind of pretend like you don't have kids, but, um, it was just a lot of this. I, I can like, I can complain that my kids are, um, you know, didn't sleep last night and I'm super tired or whatever. Um, because I'm a human being, that doesn't mean I didn't want to become a mom. Like, I don't know. It's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that kind of, that ends with the whole, and it kind of wraps right back to that. What we said, I think it was on the first episode that you said, um, good moms can be bad bitches too. mm -hmm. And when you see the pictures that we have coming from our latest photo shoot, that is exactly what we want to vibe. Yeah. Yeah, that's the vibe. That was definitely the vibe. Good moms can be bad bitches because we felt like bad bitches that day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So let's move into, in the sake of timing, supposedly we were going to be short, but who knows? Um, so yeah, we kind of just wanted to get into like kind of connected to, I think our last episode is like who we are, but like why we're different. Um, Mm -hmm. we already kind of get in, got into it a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah. Why we are different. Um, you know, one of the things that we pride on our pride ourselves in, and it's something that was very helpful for our, you know, the marketing, um, agency that we're working with to understand about us is, um, we like to keep it real. We like to talk about the difficult things that happen in motherhood from a real perspective and point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just who we are and we're always going to be like that. Um, it's just, yeah, we don't, we don't know any other way to be, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something that we felt from, from the beginning, especially when we had our Facebook group is we felt like that was missing is like, um, the honest, real, raw conversations about motherhood. And that's obviously part of why we started this podcast, but, um, like the keeping it real part of like, um, a lot of these motherhood brands, um, like we mentioned just a little while ago, like you don't share the ugly truth about motherhood where I remember there was times where, where I was, um, where Jacob was teething. Oh my gosh. I just actually was going through these pictures the other day where Jacob was teething. And I remember I was in his, um, nursery and I, I called you crying. I don't know if you remember this because he, and I sent you a video cause he was doing like these alligator rolls on me writhing in pain and screaming. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like I was freaking out. And it's like, this is fucking hard. And like, and so sharing that truth and like those experiences and keeping it real, that motherhood has these really, really hard moments. Like, um, I feel like that is just 
connecting we want to connect with other moms that have hard moments too and be like you're not alone like we have these hard moments too we don't know how to get through them sometimes but we're we're with you you know yeah yeah and that actually reminds me like we struggle with this I think in we have this thought of like, are we keeping it too real sometimes? Right. And that's when we're like, you know what I mean? Like we all have this like little filter in us, but it reminds me, do you remember? Um, so my husband, Johnny, he goes, one time we, we were going to post something or do something. I don't know what it was. And he said, isn't that too much? Aren't you gonna, um, how did he say? Aren't you going like scare, to scare women away from being moms? That's what he mm, said. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, like, that is the whole point because I feel like there's way too many people say, you know, from what I see, you know, it's all, it's all about who you hang out with, what you watch, what you listen to, all that kind of stuff. But from our point of view and how we like brought up, were brought up, there was not enough realness. Like I was telling my mom and aunts and stuff. I'm like, why didn't you guys tell us this was this hard? Why? You know what I mean? Like we didn't see that. And so maybe you do. And that's, you know, that's awesome. But we didn't see that. And we're, you know, talking to those moms. Yeah. And we want to share that, um, about us. Like we don't want to hide that and you, we don't want our, um, listeners or our followers or our clients, especially to think that we don't go through hard experiences too. Like we share about, I had, you know, when I was breastfeeding, I had, I, my nipples bled and they were cracked and it was really painful. And so we, that's why we want to, it's not like worn, like this is going to happen to you kind of like this negative, you know, (laughs) tone. It's more of like, Hey, just FYI, this is a possibility. And we want to prepare you for it. So you're just not, so you're not like, why the fuck did nobody tell me this? You know? Yeah. We hear that way too much in our programs. Like we work with expecting moms and the whole point is to prepare you know, expecting moms, especially first time moms, because we hear that way too much after the fact is why didn't anyone tell me about X, Y, and Z? Well, we are, we're going to tell you, doesn't mean it's going to happen to you, but we're going to tell you that this could happen so that you are prepared. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So next is, um, we believe in prioritizing ourselves and that, life isn't all about our kids. Mm. Yes. <laughs> that's a big one. And that's going to be, I feel like that's going to be huge on like shifting that paradigm. Yeah. Of like what, what a traditional motherhood brand looks like, because we're a motherhood brand. So you would think that we talk all about being a mother and our kids. And it's like, like Jenny said it. And I, I love that is we were a person before we were a mother. Like we were somebody before we became a mother and that person is still there. there. Yeah. Yeah. And so we love to prioritize ourselves, our self-care. And, um, again, mom guilt, I don't know if it ever goes away. It gets better and better because we feel like when you become a better version of yourself and, you know, and you kind of, um, become a better mother then you know, your kids are better off, your whole family is better off, like all that. Um, but yeah, we don't feel, you know, bad about getting monthly, um, you know, massages or getting our toes done or, you know, like, yes, we get it. It's really hard to go into a store and you go straight to the kids section. We get that. It's something that's like instinctual, but that's one thing we're like, take care of yourself. You know, life isn't only, only about, your kids, because they're going to grow up one day and leave your house. And then who are you? Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to ask yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's something that we've said from, this is something that we've definitely said from the beginning is, you know, the mother is the, like the foundation of the family. Like she's the center of the family. Um, and so if you're not okay, your family's not going to be okay. And so, that's why it's so important to prioritize yourself and to think about, you know, I need to, I need some time to, to myself. I need to go out for a walk. I need to get a coffee. I need to anything, you know, to prioritize yourself, take that extra five minutes to put some makeup on if that's what it is, you know, um, because life is just like, yes, technically our lives revolve around our kids because they're little and they need us to survive, mm-hmm. but we are not 
our children and that that's not that's not the we are so much we are so such women are such complex people or complex humans that are just so much more than just being a mother you're not like and like don't get me wrong like it's you're not just a mother either because there's just so many other variables like you know are do you sing do you dance do you like what are like you're you're a different you're a complex human being you're not just your kids quote unquote yeah quote unquote just a mother yeah um and then like we really honestly we are all about encouraging moms to invest in themselves because, you know, we've seen it firsthand in, you know, the programs that we offer and things like some of the stuff that we offer is not cheap. And we, we are, we used to feel really bad about that because we used to feel like, Oh, we want to make sure all moms can afford us. And that's, we're totally not in that space anymore. Um, we are very aware that our, some of our stuff is not cheap. Um, but because we work with women that moms that are totally okay with investing in themselves in their motherhood experience, like making, making themselves or the motherhood experience better. That's, that's who we love to work with. Um, so, you know, yeah, that's like, you know, we're totally, totally okay with, Um, And, and part of that kind of goes back to prioritizing yourself. So if you invest in yourself and like, I don't know, take a course or get a hobby or, um, you know, go through, go to therapy or counseling or, um, you know, all of these things are their investments. Um, I, I mean, and, and like some, some women, they don't have any problem with investing in, acrylics every couple of weeks are not cheap. Like that's the, the, the acrylics now, the price of them, cause they've gotten so extra. I think it's like $90 now or something to get like a full set. It's like outrageous. And like, or, you know, you get your eyelash extensions done every three weeks, you get a fill or, you know, all of this stuff, um, or like microblading, nothing wrong with that. I, I got my eyebrows micro- microbladed. I love it. Um, and so, but that's an investment in yourself because you pride yourself on how you look like mm-hmm. we find that a even better investment than just how you look like is let's, let's get you like to a better place internally and how you feel dealing with your trauma, healing from trauma. Um, you know, how you approach motherhood, how you're, how you're present. Um, all of these things are in uh, an investment in not only just yourself, but in your family and in your kid's life. And that's going to trickle those nails and that those eyelashes, they make you look beautiful. Don't get me. I love me some nails, all of that. They make you look beautiful, but investing in yourself is investing in your family and your kids, because you're going to become a better person from these investments. And that's going to spill over into how your kids are going to grow up, how your, how your marriage is going to um, look and feel and how your kids are going to see your marriage. So when people invest in marriage counseling or marriage coaching, we work with Katie May, we love her to death. Um, when you make that investment in marriage coaching is because your kids are going to see a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship growing up. And that's like a, a invaluable investment. Like there's like, it's, it's just, it's priceless. And so we want to change that paradigm of investing in yourself as a mother is not just about like physical. It's, it's so important to invest in the internal and like the emotional too. Yeah. And it can be both. You can have mm-hmm. acrylic nails and you can invest in, you know, a personal development type of stuff. Like you can yep. do it all. We're not saying give one up for the other. No, get your nails did get your hair done. Go to all that stuff. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying like, if you see that as an investment, if you see the value of investing in that, like imagine the value of investing in yourself internally for a coach or whatever it is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so we're, you know, we realize that those are the moms that we love to work with the moms that understand that pregnancy, birth, postpartum, it's all worth an investment, you know, like being more prepared, being more knowledgeable, feeling confident, feeling empowered, feeling at ease, all those things is worth it. And that's, that's who we work with. So, 
Um, if that sounds like you, send us a message and let's uh, <laughs> chat about um, working with us. Yes. Um, so a couple more things. Um, I guess um, I kind of touched on some of these, but yeah, we're not, um, or we try to admit our, our failures when it comes to motherhood. And that was um, kind of part of like the whole keeping it real, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know, yeah, exactly. Um, and, um, what else we, in, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. This is a good one about, mm-hmm. um, encouraging, we encourage everyone to ask for help and outsource, um, things Be- and this is, very, very difficult to, um, to be okay with. And I still struggle this with this till this day. Um, but you can still be a good mom and outsource cleaning, how mm-hmm. getting a house cleaner. You could still be a good mom and outsource, um, you know, laundry. There's so many things that you can outsource and you're still a good mom. They can both mm-hmm. be true at the exact same time. And I get it. I still, you know, and obviously, you know, there's finances involved and all that. But if you can't, if you're not doing it because you feel like I should be doing it all, no mother should be outsourcing that. I should be cleaning my house. Like that's really not a good mindset. Like if you have the money and you're not doing it because of that, that's not, that's not the right mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like to, to that effect, like I also, I love when I see it, like when I see women start talking about it, especially women, because a lot of the women that we are like surrounded by, um, like online or even in person have businesses. A lot of them, you know, are small business owners or entrepreneurs or, you know, and it's like, it's a lot of hard work and it, yes, you try to keep it during business hours, but it does spill over. It's just the nature of, um, you know, being an entrepreneur that you're going to answer, sometimes answer a DM or email after hours. Um, And so I love seeing these women that are like in that, you know, seven figure range that are like, I don't do it all. Are you crazy? Like I have (laughs) a nanny, I have a house cleaner. I have somebody that does my laundry. I have somebody that is like a mother's helper that comes in, um, you know, does homework with my kids. Um, we do meal. Um, like there's somebody that comes in, preps our meals. Like there's so many things. And it's like, just because you, you can do it all doesn't mean you should. And then also, um, you can't, a lot of times do it all, especially when you have so much on your plate where you're running multiple businesses. So it's like, you're going to burn yourself out and no one in your home is going to be happy. So like learning the art of, um, you know, um, delegating, what did you say? And receivership. Oh, receivership, receiving help for sure. And delegating to Mm -hmm. saying like, I can't do this on my own, you know? So I need to maybe, you know, figure out finances where I'm going to get one less coffee, uh, um, a week every month so that I can like pay for my laundry to get done. You know what I mean? If that's what it is, if the finances is like a little bit of issue is what is it, what is more going to be more important to like the, um, like the success of your home life in general, you know, cause like to have like a whole, like holistic success is everything working together. So if that means that, you have to sacrifice in one place to, I know somebody who she started doing her own. She learned to do her own nails at home because she didn't want to clean her house. And she was like, I'd rather learn how to do my nails. And she watched a bunch of YouTube videos, learn how to do her own nails. And she pays for a house cleaner instead. And she has a house cleaner that comes to her house every two weeks. So it's just, it's, it, I, we are, we're a fan, a big fan of outsourcing and asking for help because if you also, sorry, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent. Also, if you look kind of, um, back to how it used to be back in the day when like the whole village was like a thing, you're, somebody was coming and cooking and cleaning too. Like you're, you're like all of the family kind of lived together and helped each other out on housework. Now we live in this like isolated um, you know, this state of isolation where you're expected to do it all by yourself, but that's not how it was meant to be. Yeah. That's actually what I was going to add. It's like, I feel like a lot of that guilt comes in when you think about how your mom did it. 
And it's like, oh, so our mom was a single mom with three kids. And we're like, how did she do it? How did she do it all? You know, like a single mom. And it's like, mm, very different times back then. Um, and it was also that, um, you know, that I, I'm supposed to be doing it all kind of um, mm-hmm. mentality too. But there was, there was more of a village. Um, mm-hmm. I know my, for example, my brother, our oldest brother, um, he was a very difficult newborn. And up until he was one years old, my aunt lived with my mom to be able to wake up at night to help her because he was so difficult. When in the hell would that happen now? <laughs> Wendy, I love you to death. I, I my ass ain't going to your house and living here <laughs> to help you out. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, it's just very different times. So to try and live up to that and be like, well, my mom did it. It's just, mm-hmm. just way too, it's comparing apples to oranges, basically. And then the other yeah. thing I was going to actually add to that is it's amazing to see, and it's like clapping your hands, Hispanic women doing it in business or, you know, um, and outsourcing too. Because mm. I feel like the Hispanic women, like on that culture, what oh my we God. see on social media or whatever it is, where what you're following, whatever. Um, it's not Hispanic women that are, you know, are preaching this, you know, this is, um, you know, the white more of an Americanized. Americanized. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And so, yeah, it's just amazing to see the when Hispanic women get it and they preach it Mm -hmm. so that other Hispanic women can let go of that guilt. Yeah. I remember I had, um, I had a cleaning lady remember when I lived in plantation and, um, I went to, um, I was having a conversation with a, another, like a couple and he was like, I tell her all the time, like, let's hire a cleaning lady. And this was a Spanish couple. And she was like, I can't do that. Cause they're not going to clean like I do. And it's like, girl, it's a control thing. It's a control thing, you know? And it's like that because we grew up with it, you know, our mom, Every Saturday, she would turn on the bachata or some, you know, typico music and merengue. And we would have to get up early and start cleaning on Saturday. And you had to and it was like not just a typical cleaning, like you did like a spring cleaning every Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's just what was what's ingrained in us growing up is like nobody will live up to me doing it myself. And it's like to like relinquish that control <laughs> and being like, if every spot on my floor isn't picked up, it's, it's fine. Okay. Cause it's going to be okay. My children yeah. were, sur- will survive. And I remember I had this experience. Cause I remember one of the cleaning ladies that I had, she, and I had a friend that she still makes fun of me for it to this day. Um, she would, I had like a really big mirror in my bathroom and she would only clean the bottom of it and not the top. And you could see where like she ended, like where the rag, you know what I'm talking about? Where the rag ended like on the top and the whole top wasn't completely clean. And I would complain about it all the time. And she was just like, just, just tell her to clean the top then. And I'm like, instead of complaining about it, you know? And so it's, yeah, that's kind of all about like delegating, learning how to communicate and, you know, trying to release some of that control. Yeah. It's not, it's not easy. It's not what we're saying. Cause I still, um, I could probably do a little budgeting stuff and finagle some things and hire a cleaning lady, but I do, I still have those thoughts with the thoughts that come up is who do I think I am? That's literally who it mm. is. Like, who do I think I am to have a cleaning lady? Who do I think I am to have somebody? You know, I have the time. Um, that's what comes up and that's just so much old yeah, for me. It's just like, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so, ing- like you said, it's so ingrained in you that now Saturdays, and this is how many years later have I been living on my own Saturdays now just always feel like a cleaning day. And it's so funny. Cause when you meet other people that didn't grow up like that, they're like, what are you talking about? Saturdays is to enjoy the day. And I'm like, Oh, what do you mean? You're not just cleaning all day and now five hours. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. Now when, you know, when I don't do it, it feels weird. It's just so mm. bad. So terrible. Yeah. That shit sticks with you forever. But we're working on changing that. So part of our growth process, hopefully will spill over to you guys as listeners. And hopefully you take some tips of things that we say 
um, and, you know, um, put them into your, into practice in your own lives. And hopefully this, you know, helps you relieve some guilt and get some help and outsource and not feel, you know, and prioritize yourself and all of these things and keep it real. And that's kind of like, um, what we're looking to do in, in the whole, like changing that paradigm of what traditional motherhood, um, looks like, you know, we're, we're going to keep it real. Um, we're going to rock the boat we're going to ruffle feathers. We're going to say things that you're probably not going to like or agree with. Um, but that's our, going to be our motherhood brand. And, um, I know that we have people out there that are, um, like us and, um, hopefully that's you. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. If you, um, follow us on Instagram, um, you know, with what do you outsource, you know, like what kinds of things do you, um, just hand over to someone else, you know, mm. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. But that is all for episode. We're wrapping up episode three and, um, whoop, whoop. yeah. Yay. Yes. Uh, and of course, as always, if you are pregnant or postpartum and you're struggling um, and need some help, feel free to reach out to us. We do have one-on-one calls um, that we do right now. We have a, like a larger um, service that we will be offering soon. That's coming in April. But for now, um, right now we're offering one-on-one calls. Um, So if you're struggling or if you need, if you have questions or if you need help preparing for birth or you're not sure about your birth plan or, you know, um, anything, anything birth, uh, pregnancy, birth, postpartum related, um, feel free to DM us about working with us one-on-one, or you can go ahead and head to the link in our bio um, on Instagram at Pure Motherhood Co. and just go ahead and schedule a one-on-one call with us. All right. That's it. See you guys on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pure Motherhood Uncensored with your hosts, Jenny and Wendy. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. If you really loved hanging out with us, head on over to Instagram and give us a follow at Pure Motherhood Co. It's where you really get to know us. Or visit our website at www.puremotherhood.co, that's .co, to learn about how you can work with us and buy yourself some of our awesome products. Make sure to check out the show notes for any links or resources. And again, thank you for listening.